0: Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news.
1: Nice. Hey, and welcome to Great News with Kevin and Mike. All right. You thought I was going to mess it up, didn't you? No, no. We spend every episode just looking at positive stories. If you were to just watch a couple of these stories a day, your day would be better. It definitely
0: fixes my day when I discover these stories. And when you show me new ones, I always feel a lot better. And that is why we call it Great News. It's time for an intro. Intro! The show's about to begin, bro! Yeah! So say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, because Kevin and Mike are here to give you great
1: news! I don't know if you remember the story. Remember uh, the Dairy Queen story? Where 900, 900. 900 cars in a row paid for a blizzard for the car behind them. That...
0: Is pay it forward
1: Yes, agree Because we
0: had a story I believe A uh, couple episodes back Where someone's like It's just paying it forward We're like, no, that's just No, it's just two people
1: Involved, reciprocation Yes yeah. So this happened for three days straight At a Dairy Queen All right 900 cars would pay For the food behind them So I wanted to give you an update Okay So I went to Taco Bell Okay <laughs> Like It was a It was a special night I love that Kevin got COVID twice And he's like I'm gonna double down on my health <laughs> Get going to drive through Taco Bell, watch it down with a little Mickey D's. <laughs> um, so I go to Taco Bell and I order and I'm, you know, getting my money out and I pull up to the window. <laughs> yeah. And the woman says to me, the guy in front of you paid for your food. Oh, no way. And I said, what? And she goes, the guy in front of you paid for your food. And I said, I was very confused. I said, Why? And she said, he's just nice. So then did you say, so then, thanks, take it on. Take it then easy. I remember this story yeah. and I was like, I wonder where I am in this chain of 900. This has to be another one of those. Mm-hmm. So I need to make sure that I do my part and pay for the guy behind me. Did you ask though? Did you go, Hey, is how many guys? Have no. Done that? Okay. No, it didn't even occur to me to ask. I just thought, Oh, I'm in the middle of this story. Yeah. I need to make sure and really keep it going. Because okay. if I don't, then yeah. I'm the lame one that broke the chain.
0: Did you look back behind you, and there was a like suburban full of twelve people? No. That,
1: okay, good. No, but uh, I told the the woman in the drive-through, "I'll pay for the guy behind me." Okay, and she says these words: uh, "There's no one behind you." <laughs> Zero yeah. cars. Now, did it occur to me to give her eight bucks or whatever it is you 10 bucks? Yeah. And just say, no, it didn't occur to me. I was very disappointed. No, I support that. I was very sad. I was like, oh man, I thought it was a 900 car thing. Did she laugh at you? Um, she sort of snickered. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, there's no one behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally pulled out like a little bummed because I wasn't a part of that. I knew uh, I
0: funny, but, very funny.
1: But I will tell you this. Yeah. For it was like on a Friday for the weekend. I kept thinking about that. I kept thinking that was really cool. Yeah. And it was seven eight bucks, but it was really no. A, it was it's a, a thoughtful the gesture. thing. The and gesture it, means a lot. The gesture is tiny, but it the whole weekend I thought about difference. it, and I then agree. of course I thought about being the one who there was no one behind.
0: But you 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 are no stranger to drive throughs. So I'm sure you can do the pay it forward. Later today, whenever you when stop I go by back some drive through <laughs> Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about uh, a dog that was yes. lost for two weeks. Oh, dude. In snowy mountains. Look at that dog.
0: That's a good dog. That's a pretty dog. I
1: love Golden Retrievers. This one's name is Nisha. And on January 23rd. Frederick? What? Frederick? <laughs> no, Nisha. Okay. Yeah, Ubermensch. (laughs) Um, So they had two two dogs. This family they had a three year old German Shepherd named Harley, and they had Nisha. Okay. So they were out on a walk in the mountains, and both dogs saw a deer, and they both took off, ran after it. Yeah. So the family was trying to find them, and they couldn't find. I guess it seems like they go out here a lot because they weren't really that worried. They went back that night to the place where they park, and they found the German Shepherd. But they didn't find the golden retriever. Right. So they tried everything. They went back to the same parking lot. They brought a lot of their dirty clothes, hoping that the scent would, you know, the dog would be able to lock onto the scent. Um, They tried a drone. Like, they really tried everything. And then she posted on Instagram, this is our dog, this is where it happened. If anybody has seen it, please help us out. Sad, man, it's t- two weeks god two weeks <sighs> okay um however on saturday there was a there was a woman named jean françois bonnet of course and ciara nolan they're two doctors that were hiking and they saw this dog that was sitting down unable to move and unable to bark oh my god and freezing and i want you to watch oh. the instagram of this couple as they carried that dog down on his back for it's a 10 kilometers, which is almost six, a little Probably over six, six miles. miles. Yeah. And it took them four and a half hours.
0: By the way, just so you can get some idea, six miles, it's a good trek. But if it's like a sunny day in the Malibu Canyon, six miles in the snow yes. is so much more difficult. And
1: dogs that weigh 50 pounds... When you pick them up, somehow they magically weigh 100. I don't know how it works. Yeah, but, no, I agree. So here's the uh, Instagram of the guy, of the couple that brought the dog down.
2: I just to
1: So basically, they're just showing him walking down, holding the dog on his shoulders. A little jacket for him. And the dog is really unable to move. Can you imagine doing this four and a half hours? Yeah,
0: I could. I yeah. imagine it would be hard, but I would definitely do it.
1: That's Look not that a guy. great hold. That's not a great hold. <laughs> on no, the no, day. no.
0: He does not seem happy, like happy about that one.
1: <laughs> so then they took him home and they warmed him up and got him sort of back to a little bit of normal. And they contacted the authorities and they said, "Yeah, there's a couple looking for them." This was two weeks later. The couple had given up. Yeah, completely given up. They said it's been two weeks. There's no way that dog could make it. And um, Mrs. O'Shea Getlin is one of the owners. She said, on Saturday, I had a voicemail from a girl called Sierra Nolan. She said that she had our dog. We were like, what? You can't have her. She's dead. So we contacted her, and we picked her up from them. Like, they were that sure this dog had passed. That's
0: an impossibility.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And it does... Kind of defy logic in that weather that yeah. the dog would be alive after. Two yeah, weeks. agreed. And, uh, that's beautiful. There's
1: no. Po- I mean, it was eight years old, so they weren't they weren't counting on its youth to be able to get out of that situation. Right. But that is a beautiful story. So that's great news, and that's a great way to
0: kick off great news. Kevin, I have another beautiful story for you. You have twins. I do. Right? Okay. Uh, here is a special, unique set of twins, twin girls. Okay. And you will I learn about them girls. right here. And they, just by their mere existence, these twins are fighting discrimination. Check it out. Cut. Okay. We end the week with the story of two little girls. They are just four years old, but grown-ups could learn a lot from them. Here's Steve Hartman
3: on the road.
1: Love Steve Hartman. Check out his he hair. Dead.
3: Miami preschoolers Gia Sarnicola and Zuri Copeland say they're not best friends. I know. They say they're closer than that. Closer than mere sisters, even. Hold on, I don't to watch the paintbrush. In fact, Gia and Zuri truly believe they're twins. Oh, yeah. Ashley and Valencia are their moms. They will tell Pause. you that they are twins. Pause.
1: And- <laughs> I know why you're okay.
3: pausing. Um,
0: I'm just, I would like to further investigate the story. Yes, yeah, so I'm sure you would. Know the Maybe family we should talk to the moms a little better. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
3: They are twins, and they have a long list of reasons why to back it up. <laughs> to them, what makes a twin? Uh, similarities. Mm-hmm. Similarities. Look, come, come here. For example, the girls say they're both four, their birthdays are practically the same day, and of course the obvious, physical similarities. So what am I looking at here? The same height. Oh, because you're the same height. Clearly twins. Which is why they also insist on matching outfits whenever possible. So far, Ashley and Valencia have indulged them but they also recognize there is some bitter to this sweet.
0: You know, you're happy for, you know, for a few seconds and then you become sad because they have to grow up
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and then society takes
3: over. Indeed, society has already tried to take over. Last month, Zuri and Gia were at a birthday party when an older kid told them they couldn't be twins because they don't have the same skin color. Gia broke down. But through her tears, she got out this rebuttal. She said, you don't know what you're talking about. We're twins because we share the same soul.
2: Uh, I just get chill bumps. um, Soul? I was
0: just like thrown by just that word.
2: Yeah.
3: Obviously, what Gia was trying to say is that at our core, we are one.
1: Come on now. We have the same soul. That's a beautiful... So sweet, That's a beautiful story. That one got me. Um, Steph Curry and his wife, Aisha, have been doing a tremendous amount of stuff for By the way,
0: I would like to get to know Aisha
1: a little better, too. I don't think that's... I don't know if you've seen... Necessary. Of that
0: young lady. But uh.
1: <laughs> last summer, as the COVID-19 pandemic stalled uh, the economy, they decided to launch a charity called Eat, Learn, Play. OK. And it was basically to support kids that didn't have food. They didn't know where the food was going to come. They usually got it from school and there was no school a year ago. Sure. And this is uh, Steph Curry on Twitter from last year.
4: Is changing before our eyes in terms of dealing with you know the spread of coronavirus, and uh, we just found out that the Oakland Unified School District is closing their doors for the foreseeable future. So uh, we want to intercede on behalf of the kids that rely on you know their daily services uh, and try to help uh, any way we can.
3: Yeah, the statistics are really staggering. 18,000 kids rely on at least two meals a day from uh, the school system. And so we wanna make sure that we rally around everyone and ensure that these kids are not wondering where their next meal is coming from and that the parents who, you know, some are still having to go to work, worrying about the kids' logistics, we just wanna make sure there's one less thing to worry about. Um, And so we're asking you to rally with us. Uh, We're working with the Alameda Food, uh, Food Bank and the Oakland Unified School District to make sure that kids are getting their meals.
4: So I'm trying to do our part. Hopefully you can join the fight with us um, and have each other's backs as we go through this uh, uncertain time uh, in our community. Thanks, guys.
1: So that was last year. Okay. And they served, what, 400,000 meals last year? Amazing. Well, they hooked up. I don't know if you, if you know this chef, Jose Andres? Uh, the name does sound familiar. Is he like a big deal? From World Central Kitchen. He's a big deal Ah, chef. I do know that. But he's the guy that'll show up in Haiti if there's an earthquake and he'll feed people warm meals. He's an amazing dude. So Steph and Aisha's foundation hooked up with his and they have now served over 15 million meals since last year. 15 million? Yes. 15 million. Really? Wrap your head around that. Yes.
0: That's... That's truly amazing.
1: It's crazy.
0: Wow. Good for you, Steph Curry.
1: He did it. He and his wife did it. And then Chef Andres um, did it. And they basically then changed to start feeding um, and helping the restaurant staff so yeah. that they didn't have to be laid off. And so then at the end, he, the chef was saying, we're sort of helping the restaurants, not close. Yeah. So the restaurants can help feed people, but we're helping them as well. It just, it kind of snowballs
0: into yeah. help for everyone. Yeah. That's, that's a really amazing. I do dislike when this happens where I start to really like a person as a human but every occasionally they'll like throw a dagger in the Lakers back you know and you're like <laughs> fuck but he's such an, he's a good guy but fuck you <laughs> you know like when he just drains like 30 points and you're like oh God, come he on is, dude he is capable of wrecking a game yeah he, he can take over <laughs> um, but that no that's a beautiful story and I like hearing people who not only have wealth but have uh, they're they're well recognized that they're popular and then they use that um that status to to do good like that. It's really beautiful. In a year. That's crazy in a year. I'm one of those people, Kevin, I don't know if you know this, um I'm a wildlife rescuer. Uh I'm a broadcaster, what, Kevin. Clearly. What is that? What is hold on? I'm a broadcaster, Kevin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm a father, I'm a husband. Right. I am a Certified personal trainer Kevin Right I'm a musician obviously Yes I'm also a wildlife rescuer
1: I don't um, know what this means
0: I'm walking my doggie But I doubt it I'm walking my doggie Okay Saturday night mm-hmm. And she starts to She's a puppy but she's gigantic She's like 70 She's a like St. Bernard mix And she starts pulling like crazy and Which is unlike her She's not that type She doesn't go after people and other dogs And I look in the street, and she's going after this bird that's in the street. Yes. Let her go. No. What do you mean no? I'm not talking about a pigeon, dude. I'm talking about like a big look, like a pretty colored wildlife looking bird. Like National Geographic bird. Okay? I'm not a fan of birds. I hear you. Okay. Okay, fine. Take away your personal bias towards birds. Birds suck. And listen. Okay. Okay. Birds and the thing's in the street with, like, two people standing next to it. And it's... Like, ah, 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 and it's uh, now I hate this bird more. And it's turning its neck like this, looking around, and it's clearly scared. Trying to flap its wings. Oh, legs, it is. Okay. Not moving. Big beak. Like, uh, five inches long. Okay? Yeah. Not seven <laughs> feet, Kevin, Five inches. So I'm like, okay. Uh, I live... Right here. I just started my, I, is there anything I can do to help?
1: And these Was there a thought of there's already two people there? Yes. They're taking care of it.
0: Yes, because it's Saturday night at like 10. Right. I'm taking my dog. It's a puppy, so she'll pee and rip the house apart. So I have to get her out, you know, before bed. Um, And uh, I was like, oh, I seem to have it under control. But they're like, yeah, but we don't, we are not from around here. Do you have like a, a box or something we can get her into? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Though, I, I got you. So I go in my house, I get like a, a laundry basket and I'm thinking this thing's so scared. It's just going yeah. right to usher right into me. So I get close and it goes rawr, rawr, and it runs. Okay. And I'm like, Oh dude, this is bad. Cause I live in uh, like a an urban area. There's cars coming <laughs> <out> crazy. <laughs> so now I'm trying to corral it. I finally get close it's to it. It's
1: running from you.
0: Yeah. It's scared, dude, but it can't fly. Okay. Yeah. So it's running so I try to get close. I finally get like a, a foot away from it. And I try to cry and it starts pecking at me and has like, is there video of this? No,
1: uh. I, I, I listen. Bird, 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 bird is word. Was that you after you rescued after the, bird, the bird? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so then, okay. So then it runs. I try to like, Guide it into my my yard, get it off the street. That's my front yard. There's the bird. Now it's oh, that's the bird. Now it's chilling. Okay. Now it's chilling. That's that bird. Why? It's a bird, dude. It's not. Just wait. It is a bird. It's not. I mean, it's not. So then I get in the front yard, and I was like, okay, we're good. The other people are like, thank you, you're a good Samaritan. I was like, I'll take care of it. We're good.
1: And then you went to bed. <laughs> Call the
0: uh, wildlife rescue of Los Angeles County, where the one in Malibu. They're like, we're very sorry. We can't get there right now. We're on another. Call another one and uh, leave a message. Call another one, leave a message. And I'm like, dude, what do I do with this bird? And I'm expecting I'm going to contact someone that will be like, oh, very nice Samaritan. We'll be right out. We'll in... be right out. Yeah. So I get this text message. I'm following up on your health help request for a Western grebe. That's the type of dog or uh, bird. I sent the picture. Okay. okay. Uh, We are licensed wildlife rehabilitators and have a drop-off location in Hollywood. Are you able to bring now? I write back, as you can see. I would love to, but I can't uh, contain the bird or get it into any type of box. (laughs) When I get near it, it panics. It's quiet and still in my front yard now. So I'm thinking, okay, they're going to hear that and go, well, we'll be right over. Right, of course. I get this text. He can't walk on land and can't take off without going on water. They are strictly water birds. Toss a large towel over his head. Over his whole body, cover his head, and scoop him into a box or laundry basket. Leave him wrapped. He can breathe fine in the towel uh, if you need to call me. He won't last through the night. Wow. They are s- exclusively ground birds. He is stranded. So now I'm like, oh, this bird's going to die if I don't do something. This bird's going to die if the other person doesn't do something, too. That's what I'm still thinking. So I'm like, you really expect me to fucking put a towel over this thing and scoop it up? Okay. Uh I, caught, I get my wife. I'm like, what are we going to do? She's like, well, obviously, put a towel around it. You Maybe you have to drive it out to Hollywood. I go, okay. So now I'm trying to not look like a bitch. I'm like, it's just a bur- little bird. But it had already... <laughs> and it has this big, long beak. You saw It's like I've got a real sword beak. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I go out. I stand there with a blanket... For about five minutes, just staring oh, at this I wish I had
1: video this. Just
0: staring at this bird. I'm like, we're going to do this, dude. And it's a, and it's like nose am behind it. And I'm trying. So I go, boom. And I throw the thing. It starts freaking out. I dive on it. But I'm trying not to crush it. You know?
1: Boom. Man kills bird in get his it, front yard. Get it.
0: I'm like, yeah. Throw it in a, a laundry basket. Take it to Hollywood. Okay? Lady gets there. I get there. It's like an 80-year-old woman. What? Like an 80-year-old woman. Oh, I thought you said eight. She, and she goes, uh, thank you for bringing it. Is this the bird? And I go, yeah, he's a real sweetheart. She goes, no, he's not. <laughs> I go, what do you mean? She's like, Western Greaves are really... She's with me. Well, she's like, these are pretty aggressive animals. You know, He's not a sweetheart. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> she goes in like this, pulls out the bike, it goes, grabs his neck. <laughs> like, no hesitation, pulls it out. I'm like, oh, my God, you're a real wildlife rescuer. Or... Then...
1: She hates Uh, birds.
0: Wake up in the morning to this text. Thank you. She's doing fine. Warm. Fluids and fed. She's a bit thin, likely from her recent migration. We'll take good care of her, and she'll be with us until she is returned to the wild. And later on, she told me, you definitely saved that bird's life. And look at that beautiful bird, Kevin. Look at its beautiful eyes. Look at its beak. That's a majestic bird. What? yeah you're a hero yeah i'm a hero in the bird community (laughs) you think the word has gotten around Oh, birdman the rapper called me he's like
1: good job birdman the basketball player oh yeah he called me he's like want to do some math um my next story is about homelessness and the ways to help avoid it um at the end of 2019 a man named maxwell wilson started working as a handyman at a homelessness center for young people in London. Okay. So he would work there, and the name of the charity is Evolve Housing and Support. And he would work there, and he would just, you know, take care of the building and help kids that are homeless come in and have a place to stay. Um, And then, you know, COVID hit like everything else. And it basically stopped their ability to bring people in. Okay. But while he was waiting for COVID, which, you know, will end sometime in the next eight months, he found an old piano, okay, and he looked, Google, how do I fix a piano? He had no idea. So he gets it from Google and he prints it out and the dude fixes the piano and As it's starting to open back up, they're using music as a way of getting people to come there and express themselves and help out. Why are you smiling? That's beautiful. Uh, It
0: seems so so simple, but it it probably radically changed these
1: people's trajectory. Yeah, I think so too. Watch this video.
2: My name is Manny, or Manuel. Um, I'm a handyman for Evolve. So everything started with me... Noticing that there was a piano on site, and uh, I had a little go on it, and it was completely out of tune, broken hammer, or some of the heads were snapped off. And uh, I made it my little goal, a project, to while I'm repairing things around the place, to also repair the piano and take note who is who's looking at me or taking note of what I'm doing. And times I'd walk in and find people on the piano and approach them and speak to them. We had a few notices like around the center so that people can, uh, you know, read up about it and, and, and we're hopeful that people would let in.
1: You see that kid wrote the lyrics on the spot.
2: single week. That makes it absolutely amazing. So we might be a few now but as we grow and as we spread our love in music it will definitely catch on. Faster than Corona for sure. I know it's no joke but seriously. The love that we all share for music it's going to spread in this body. Um, I think for me the biggest thing is is that many people don't realize you know you look at people and you, you sort of judge people and we don't think that people are artistic or they are good in anything, you know, you just judge people on their, you know, in this case people are homeless, people are um, struggling situations in in, in certain instances and I think it's important for them to have hope, it's important for them to see that, you know, music and the interaction with other people can change their lives, can change their mindsets. (laughs)
0: building a recording studio. That's beautiful. A little conservatory. That's, uh, man, this is awesome. Isn't that great? He helps people create music that has inspired our young homeless residents. And we're excited to see this incredible project develop. That is, that I gotta is awesome. tell
1: you, it is a thing though, where you look at somebody and you go, that's a homeless person. Sure. And that's it. Like, that's all you think. And he's right. You don't know if that person is super talented in music or in artistry or some other thing. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I I do think that that's an important message to remind people that look,
1: that's not all that person is.
0: Let's not kid ourselves. There are some people who are just so mentally ill that they were destined to go there, but many people, even, uh, the perpetually homeless, some of them, it's just they should have zigged when they zagged, and they yeah. could be an engineer or a, t- a teacher or a musician or a, a you know some type of uh, some type of uh, titan of an in- any industry. A lot, of, unfortunately, a lot are, are veterans. They could be a soldier, yeah. Um, and it's just like that one thing, you know, where it, you should have gone this way and you went that way, and it's boom, and that, that spirals into the point where you're at, you're on the street.
1: But that's a beautiful story about Manuel Wilson, who does look at them and say. That's a person sure with a history and a future and possible talents and all that kind of stuff It is it's beautiful and and the idea of them regard honestly regardless
0: they, they sound great But but like regardless of how good the music is the idea of doing something in a collaborative fashion Yes, and, and feeling like they're a part of something and expressing themselves yeah, something in some communal way communal is is really beautiful um, so COVID and the lockdown has been obviously very damaging to a lot of people's social life and it's, um, affected how you interact with your neighbors in a, in a tremendous way. Um, I really like this story because it seems so simple and it is, it's just a, a, like this last story, it's just that one little decision to do something small that, that really grows into something that can be very powerful in someone's life. And it's just, Hey, I saw my neighbor did something. I'm going to do something back. Check this out.
4: I thought it would be like one little cute note. I had no idea it was going to turn into any of this. What?
0: sapphire thing. Dear Eliana. At the start of the pandemic, four-year-old Eliana made a magical friendship with her neighbor. She began writing to her sapphire, a fairy in the... through oh. a
4: pretty rough time. <laughs> in, in March and April, and... I found myself going for late night walks because lockdown had started and I couldn't sleep anyway. All right. So pause night, for walk. those of you
0: who are listening via podcast audio only. This little girl, um, which, you know, my daughter is done, it's very common. They she decorated a tree in her front yard or a, on the sidewalk to be a, a, like a fairy house. OK, there's all these little fairy things. And um, it's it, like I said, it seems to be like pretty popular uh, uh, with, with little girls nowadays. And it's, it's really cute. So this little girl is doing what she can during lockdown probably five or six years old and she makes this fairy land and neighbors going for her nightly walks and she sees this fairy land and there's a little box there okay so this this grown woman decides not knowing who it belongs to or what little girl there she doesn't know her neighbors she's like i'm gonna leave a leave a little note there in in the uh, in the little fairy box go ahead
4: um just there was something sparkly that caught my eye
0: kelly had eliana's like, fairy what if
4: i left a note pretending to be the fairy that came to live in the tree because she had set all of that up, like a result of her hard work and dedication. I immediately went home and wrote her a note and put it in the fairy garden. To my surprise, the next day there was a response back. I pretty much broke down in tears immediately because of how precious it was. I didn't really think anything would come after that, and then she left me a thank you note. Then I left a note to her parents. Her mom and I kind of started chatting back and forth. She said, you know, El- Eliana's is loving this.
0: It's <laughs> <Aunt> Gritter! <laughs> For the next nine months. I'd
4: wake up in the middle of the night like, oh, I should do this, or I should leave her this, or I should tell her this. They're exchanging and gifts and notes. Like, nine oh, months. doing so much for me to have this connection. I haven't been able to see my family, and like suddenly I, I realized that I had this new family and this new person in my life.
0: After careful planning and some COVID tests, that you finally meet.
4: Just magical time together, finally getting to meet after all of these months. As soon as we started talking, we just immediately hit it off. With zero expectation, it has now completely transformed my life and made me realize that even the smallest things that you do for someone can completely change your life. I really hope that it becomes a part of her that she's able to end up giving back and become a fairy for someone else. Even when she realizes I'm not technically a fairy, there's still this person that loves her and wanted to leave some magic for her, and I'm gonna—I'm gonna be I'm gonna around.
0: Kelly hopes her story Reach will inspire. Reach out to others. a
4: child or to someone else who might be alone this holiday season, and I think that's all kind of what we need right now. Everyone needs magic, like adults too. That's
0: right, Kevin. Everyone needs magic, adults too
1: that was beautiful because the woman who started out giving the note Mm -hmm. is the one who gave first and it ended up changing her own life. Yeah. And that's the,
0: honestly, uh, kids are assholes (laughs) and they are, can be so annoying, but there is a beautiful magic and an innocence that children have that, that, uh, adults just simply don't. And when you can harness that, that, that girl, little girl, Thought that this random woman that doesn't know her was a fairy that was leaving her special message. And she, you know, for probably the majority of her day is like mind Mind blown, blown, uh, elated, euphoric that she's communicating with this fairy. And that, you know, that rubs off on you. You start to feel like life isn't so... Uh, complicated and down. Like, this is beautiful. I'm, I'm creating fucking magic for a child. This is awesome,
1: you know? <laughs> and then when the child found out that she wasn't a fairy, boom! Right, right! Right in the noggin. In the foops. Right in the foops. She just went, boom, foop a blast. <laughs> Who says noggin? All right, that is, um, that is this episode of Great News, except for the bird story. Um, if you'd like this podcast. You're a hater. That was, come
0: on. I
1: saved a wildlife. I saved some wildlife's life bro. Right. But then you took that bird yeah. into the vet and she goes, no, that's not a sweet
0: animal. That, no, that no, animal. She, she says it's worthy of saving his life. She just said, don't, don't get it twisted. Ain't, ain't
1: no sweetheart. <laughs> this bird will fuck shit up. If you uh, like this podcast, um, subscribe and click the little bell thing. So you get a notification every time we put one up and do some likes and do some, likes if you're there and you happen to be, and then if you're
0: listening via podcast, go ahead and leave a nice comment. And some five stars. Would it kill you? Even kid. if you don't listen to it. Yeah. it. Five stars. Just tell your if you have a big family, get them right. all together <laughs> or when you're around. Just like, can you just click five for this? <clears throat> Outro. You know what I'm talking about, bro. Yeah. So say hello
3: to the happy goodbye to the blues. Because Kevin and Mike just gave you all the great news.
1: I could do without seeing it. <laughs> Kevin and Mike are here to
4: give you great news. Mm-hmm. Nice.